Hey, hey, thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Adam Benzman, and welcome to the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel, your number one resource for free roofing sales training on YouTube and your go-to listen for when you're out driving in your truck, needing some inspiration on how to market yourself, generate leads, overcome objections, and get more sales. If you'd like to join the Roof Strategist Insiders and get a free copy of my ebook, Three Tricks to Get to the Kitchen Table, and get emails every Tuesday with new episode notifications, insider tips, tricks, and the occasional lives that I do, head on over to www.roofstrategist.com and sign up right now for free. That's all, and let's hop right into this week's episode. Yo, Adam here, the Rich Strategist. Hey, for a rich selling environment. And this is the continuation of the Lock on Live series, which I'm going to be doing here daily, Monday through Friday. Uh, it'll be a different time each day. I'm going to try to set it up in advance on YouTube so you'll see when it's scheduled and you can set that reminder to show up. Um, this time is 100% built around what you guys want to see. So submit questions via email. Um, if you're not on my email list, you can join using the link below to get on the Roof Strategist Insiders. Uh, email questions in advance, drop them in the chat. I'm going to have a rough set agenda, so we have some focus for the time. And anything that you guys want, just drop in there, and we'll make this time about you. Um, we are in some interesting times right now. This is not all going to be just COVID-19 coronavirus stuff. We're going to use this time to talk about setting you up to succeed in sales. So for today, talking about your rich selling environment. And before I jump in, I want to just share with you what that means and what it'll do for you. And then we'll talk about what it actually is. A selling environment is um, all about your own environment. So you succeed. And I'll give you an example. If you wanted to get really fit, you're not going to go to a junkie gym that doesn't have the right stuff that you need, right? Like, let's say you wanted to be a power lifter. You're not going to go to a, to a, to a gym that only has like cables and pulleys and machines because you're going to want a weight bar, right? Um, with with uh, all the right gear that you need. So you need to be in the right environment to succeed. And so many people in sales don't get themselves set up in the right environment to succeed. So think about creating what you need in your physical environment. So right now in these things, we're sitting at my office and I have everything I need at my disposal to stay focused. I don't have a lot of stuff there. What you don't see behind my computer is um, some things that inspire productivity. I don't have things that distract me. I keep my notepad right in front of me. I have a six foot whiteboard, which you've seen on my videos. I have another small whiteboard here, which you've also seen on my videos. I have all my notes, my planning, like this is my environment to get in here and kick butt. Okay. So, um, Marty, by the way, I do see that question. I'm going to come to that in a minute because I've, I've had that come up a few times. So I just want to acknowledge, I'll turn my attention there in a minute. So anyway, your own environment, you need to set up to succeed. So I want to talk about this. There's really three places that you're going to work, right? And here are my notes because I was preparing for this. You have your home office, you have your actual office, and you have your truck. Those are the three places that, are, that need to be set up because that's where you're working. Okay. Now, I know as it gets busy in the season, you're, in, you're on the road all the time. I was. I was rarely at the office because it's hard to make money from the office. In fact, you really shouldn't be there until you need to be there, right? Because, you know, when I was at the office um, running a large sales team, I didn't like when my sales guys would sit there because I was like, listen, guys, if you're sitting here, you're not out making money. 
So I want to talk about maximizing your environment, these three things, your home for when you are doing work because it's inevitable, um, your physical office, so whatever happens while you're at the office, and then your truck or your car, whatever it is you're running around in. Um, I excitedly have a new um, Ford Transit all-wheel drive van on order, hopefully going to be here soon, and I'll do a deeper dive video into how I'm going to be setting that up. Um, as well, just to have a mobile office. So when you set these things up, you become more productive, you become more efficient, and you earn more money. Because I've said this before, your number one limiting factor when it comes to sales, to roofing sales, is going to be time. And it takes time to drive from a customer to another customer back to the office. So getting it all set up will help you make a tremendous amount of money. So I'm going to start with, the, with the, the third one, with your truck. What I did in my truck, I was driving an F-150, a newer one, and those rear seats, because um, there's a four-door, the rear seats folded up, and I kept only one seat down, all the other seats folded up, and I kept my file box, okay, my, my plastic file box in there, and that way that could go from my truck to my home to the office, and I had all of my customer files, okay, and I'll share with you kind of how I how I structured that, but this is a great time since we're all sitting around with a little more time on our hands to get organized and again, creating that environment for success. So um, let's talk truck. I needed a few things. I needed my computer. I needed a hotspot, which back then couldn't tether our phone, so I literally carried a hotspot. Now you can tether your phone, um, and I needed a printer. So Canon, um, I by the way, Anything that I mention in this video, I don't get like commissions for selling stuff. I'm not an Amazon affiliate. I had a Canon printer that was designed specifically for transportation. It was really light, super small. It's about this big. And I kept it on top of my file box and I could literally plug it into my computer. Then I went on, I think it was overstock.com and I looked for a, for a dinner tray. You know, like how old people have a microwave dinner and then the, the like seating tray would slide underneath their... Um, I sit on a little bouncy ball so I can bounce around, but it would slide underneath the couch, right? And then the desk part would come here. So I would, I would literally get out of my truck when I was in front of a customer's house or when we were doing commercial projects, cause I'd sit there all day and I'd, I'd get the desk set up with the legs that scooped under slide them underneath. Next to me was my file box with my printer set on top, tether my phone. At that point I had a, an old school, um, like I said, uh, uh, internet device that I had to pay for separately, but I set that up and there I was in the back seat while I'm waiting for adjusters, you know, cause sometimes they do that scope on site while I waited. So I could sit there and get caught up on emails, follow-ups, um, getting scopes together. I know not everyone's going to have exact made on their mobile, on their mobile computer, but I did have my, our CRM once we went from paper files to a CRM. So whatever CRM you're using, you can get your files uploaded right there. If I needed to print something out for a customer, if I ordered an Eagle view, I could literally print it in my truck. I cannot even begin to explain how powerful that was because all that dead time when I showed up early, most importantly, you ever have an adjuster show up late? Oh yeah, right? He says he's gonna be there and you're sitting in the driveway for an hour and a half. That's time that I'd rather use towards money-making activities or processing all that paperwork and stuff that I had to use, uh, that I had to be doing in, um, you know, to process a job. So um, getting that truck set up was huge. Whatever it is, use your passenger seat. I experimented with, um, oh, shoot, what's that company called? I forget the name. Is it? It's so like tough mounts or something, maybe. I don't know. But they, they had a cup holder mounts. So I'd have, this isn't an iPad. This is a, a tablet called Remarkable, which I really like. Oops, I lost my notes. There it is. Um, and they have them where you can set up like 
to hold this thing inside your cup holder on your truck facing you. So as I'm driving, I could use the app because some of the CRMs have apps and I could access everything. It was huge. When a customer called, dude, you pull over, boom, pull up everything, good to go. So that's my first tip for you. And again, I'll be doing a deeper dive on that is setting up a mobile office. I call it a mobile command center. Um, so definitely, definitely, definitely think about how you can structure your vehicle to become a mobile office. If you have to say, I have to wait till I get home to do that, think of all those things and eliminate them. Your truck is your sanctuary. When I was interviewing and growing sales teams, I would always stop the interview. Guys, sales guys listening, giving you a tip because this is what I did. I would walk out of the office and I'd go look through their back window of their car or truck. If it was a disaster, I knew they weren't organized. It was a giant red flag. When you looked in my truck when I was selling, it was freaking, <laughs> it's like <laughs> militantly organized. Chair, you know, I, or my, my, my one seat down, my desk was set up so I could pull it up, set it up, my printer, my file box, all my sample boards, my cougar paws, my ladder was obviously in the back, but then I had my, my tape um, and all that stuff I needed to do my job, clipboard, everything was in the backseat. I knew where everything was. So use this time to set it up. So that was the third one. I'm screwing up the order here, but that's okay. We're getting through them all. So setting up your truck. And by the way, Marty, real quick, stick around. I'm going to be doing the Q&A at the end so I can get through these three points. And then we're going to shift to, to just the interactive stuff uh, at the end here. Um, now, my, my office, whether that's, excuse me, my home. Um, and I'm going to talk file box because even though most everything we do is paperless or we try to be paperless, we, there's still things that are paper for our like physical files for our customers. So I, I still actually have my file box. Now I use it for different purposes, but my file box I carried with manila folders. I had different sections for each. And I loved this system because it gave me an easy snapshot of what I needed to do. So all of my physical files for the customers would go in this order. I would have prospects, okay, in the front, I'm sorry. I'd have a special folder called follow-up. So that was anyone that was that was like, I was working, I hadn't closed yet, that was absolute priority. And what went in there was the name and address up top. Last name first, then first name, then their address and their phone number on the top of the pad. So let me see if I can sketch this out. I'm gonna just quick erase this and then I'll just show you. Um, since I can't use my whiteboard, we're making do with a whiteboard look-alike. And you'll have to excuse me if anything's left on here. So, you know, you've got those little folders, right, that look like this, do-do-do-do. And then here's name, Addy, and phone, okay? I'm not an artist, guys, but you get the idea, right? That's your, here's your, your folder. That's the top tab. That way I could thumb through and I knew exactly who they were. That was my system. Each section follow-up, prospects, signed, adjuster, build, supplement, and then file for depreciation. So I could cycle every single job physically through that process. That kept me so organized to know what exactly I needed to do. Um, when, and again, build could be approved, however you want to name it in those different categories to flow through. So I would know I need to follow up. If I had time in the truck, it wasn't me logging into my CRM trying to figure it out. I could literally sit there, grab my file box, plop it in my lap, open it up, look through, say, 
okay, in my follow-up, I have this name, address, and phone. And all I needed to do was dial right off the tab. I didn't need to start freaking cycling through and finding the disaster of paperwork. If your dashboard has papers on it, get rid of it. They need to go into a folder, okay? So that's how I cycled jobs through. Now, the second thing was prospects. I knew I needed to kind of follow up on those. Those were, were leads that weren't... Um, quite yet closed, neighborhoods I was working, any information I had, any referrals, stuff like that. Then obviously signed, we were waiting to get approved, right? So there's contingency. Then once they're approved, they went into that. So I knew in that section, I could start working on build orders, anything for supplementing that I needed to handle back at the office or hand off to a supplementing team I had. So here's your next action, your two action items so far. Um, one is take your truck, think what do you need to go to the office for and try to solve all those problems. Set your truck up for it. Two, Set up a file box, physical files. Keep spare man, spare manila folders in the in the way back so you can write on them. And inside should go your contingency, your version of the copy, any scope, any paperwork, any adjustments, any eagle views, anything for that customer should go in there and then you can cycle them. All right, now the last thing that we were gonna hit, so that was our truck and our home is, is the office. When you go to the office, it's important that you are hyper-focused and you minimize time. I would recommend that every time on the way to the office or before you go there, write down a punch list of what needs to get done, get it done, get out. I know it's easy to get distracted, wait for a manager to get off the phone, talk with someone or, you know, meet with, with other guys at the office. It's fun, guys or gals. Um, but even though community is so rich and so important, that time doesn't make you money. You got to keep staying in front of people. So make that punch list, show up, get it done, get out. All right. So here's the recap on what it means. And then we're going to turn to, to any uh, questions here. What it means to create a rich selling environment that is structuring the, the places that you work to facilitate the highest productivity and highest money making behavior. So number one, truck, your truck, set it up. Number two, is your file box, okay, so that you can bring to home in the office. And number three is the office. Have a punch list ready. You show up at the office, you get it done, you're out of there. Okay. All right. If you need any recommendations or you have any pictures, send them my way. I'd love to see what you're doing. I searched, I had the I had pictures set up of my my old truck. Um, and then I went from that into the the super duties and those seats don't didn't fold up. Um, so I couldn't I couldn't run in, in that same in that same setup. But at any point um, let me know kind of what you guys have set up because I know things have changed. Mobile scanners can be helpful as well. Uh, but yeah. All right. That's that. Marty, I want to turn my attention to what you had said. Mm. One last thing before I forget anyone who, uh, I promised this in the last two lives, I finished updating the direct mail letters that are in my marketing battle pack for the time being to be specific around COVID-19. Okay. And I've sent those out as a, um, uh, just for free to everyone who's purchased. If you didn't get them yet, just email me. I'll make sure you get them. That went out yesterday and then a follow-up today. And then anyone who does purchase at this point during this, um, it's not in there, but I uh, just let me know. I'll send them to you. And in fact, I'm going to make a note because I saw a few orders come in today. Send COVID-19 update. I got to do that. All right. Um, Marty. Marty says, is it a good time to get into roof sales with all that's going on? The answer depends on where you're at and what your comfort zone is. Everybody is different. I'm going to share my story in a minute. But first, I saw a comment come through on one of my videos on objections saying, Adam, this stuff works. I just signed three deals, even with all this COVID-19 stuff going on, going door to door. Now, depending on where you are, I'm in Colorado. We have stay-at-home order in the entire state. 
um, no one's going door to door. I wouldn't recommend it, right? We all have a responsibility to be uh, to be smart because we truthfully can save lives. So um, I guess that's my disclaimer of going door to door. When we, any rookie in this industry, excuse me, might have a little longer time getting traction. However, when this stuff blows over, which if we look at China, we look at Italy, cases are starting to go down, things are starting to, to return to some semblance of normalcy. That could be four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, okay? I don't know what that is. I'm not working for the CDC and I'm not a doctor. But what I can say is that our selling season is short this year because of all of this. The number of roofs that need to get done is not going to change. So as the floodgates open, there's going to be a massive surge to get things done. There will be a built up pipeline and there'll be a lot of pressure to get it in, which is a great freaking problem because that means it's going to be quick. So um, that's my answer is it's working. Yes, it can work. Yes, people are still in production. At the same time, I have heard of people having some issues with jobs getting delayed. Watch my watch the lockdown live we did yesterday. But I say we, I mean collectively we, okay? Um, and we will... Um, uh, and you'll see kind of what people are doing. Sorry, I have a hard time reading these comments as I'm talking. Kevin and, and uh, uh, Raul, I'll hit you hit you there in a sec. Um, so do do be mindful. Everyone has a different risk threshold. I've always had my greatest success by taking leaps. When I fell into this industry, and I've shared this story before, I um I was earning about nineteen thousand dollars a year as a massage therapist. And everybody said, Adam, don't go commission only. You've never been in sales. You've never been on commission only. And you're broke is a joke. And I had to ask my mother in my 20s to, for $20 to go see family for Easter because I literally could not afford gas to get there. And I knew that I was trying to juggle time as a massage therapist, which was, by the way, I was booked during my peak door knocking time. And when I tried to make that, tried to juggle both, I knew that this was a distraction against everyone's better judgment. I left that. I went all in. For me, it paid off. At that point, I was single and I didn't have any responsibilities other than my own self and my my rent and all that stuff. So manage the risk, manage your comfort zone, your threshold. If you have a spouse working, they can contribute to the household. Those will factor into your decisions. So I hope that helps, Marty. If not, drop another comment. Kevin says, with your direct letters, do you, do you recommend sending them through the mail or leaving them on the property? And if so, where? Great question. So I recommend sending those letters in the mail. Um, there's a few different ways. So I have um, search the channel. There's an under the radar sales letter video. I do another video on a way to get homeowner data. That's the hard way to do it. Um, there's easier ways. I was just talking with... Um, uh, some folks over at Spotio and you can get homeowner names and info from their app, which is great. So I'm going to be meeting with them here shortly to learn a little bit more about that. Uh, I know that some of the, the hail map solutions that are out there, you guys notice I'm always very, um, I don't mention companies a lot. I want everybody to find solutions that meet them and everybody's needs are different. And there's some good people out there. Uh, there's, there's, there, I've had some bad experiences referring folks in the past that went south. So I don't want, I want everyone to find the best solution for them. So anyway, that information can be found through third-party solutions uh, specific to our industry. 
and you can use county property records as well. So you can type in an address and it will show you the, the homeowner name. It is a great way, by the way, to get names of property managers, excuse me, of owners of commercial properties and rental properties. So I do recommend mailing them, especially now. In the battle pack, I do have letters that are designed to be left behind when you're knocking doors. Multiple approaches, different types of letters work really, really well. Um, I'm just making a note here for the next one. More letter leave behinds. I call them leave behinds, by the way. It's, it, it works with the multi-touch marketing. I've done a video on that. So that's my recommendation, Kevin. And especially right now with the social distancing, people are relatively wary of folks coming up to your door. And the reason I kept looking that way is UPS was just walking up. So I'm like, what the hell? Who's at my house right now? So anyway, all right, hope that answers. Uh, Ral, thank you so much for the direct mail. Heads up during this time. I'm in New Mexico. I've used Hail Recon for names and emails, et cetera. I also have your marketing package and it works. Awesome, Ralph. Thank you so much for saying that. So um, yes, Hail Recon looks like you can use it. Spotio, you can do it. I don't know about um, any other platforms off the top of my head. I can start looking into that stuff, but I've been pretty neutral on, on, um, on those things because I don't want, I, I truly want to provide the most neutral value I can to you, my audience, my fans, salespeople and owners, that it's not like, hey, this thing is the greatest thing since sliced bread because everyone's needs are different. Software is constantly evolving. There's great things out there. Do use what works. Uh, do I have my own opinions? Yes, but this isn't a platform for me to try to push anything on anyone. It's just information and advice. So uh, Raul, great to hear that they uh, they have that information available and that my um, marketing package has done some, some good stuff for you. So um, unless any other comments come in here, I'm going to try to keep these a little shorter because I realize the last one's gone like 30, 45 minutes, which I'm totally okay with, but I want to make it palatable for everybody to watch these replays. So if you have any questions or comments, drop them. Um, anything in between, I've gotten some emails um, and... Relevant hit that in a sec. Um, I've gotten some emails with 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 questions, people reaching out, and here's the consensus that I'm seeing. Construction is continually so far what I've seen from Wisconsin and and even Colorado, which even like the the state issued stay at home orders. What's considered essential business is changing. I cannot preach enough that whatever those guidelines are, it is important that we take a high road. We handle things with safety in mind and integrity in mind. Okay. A short delay is not going to break this industry. I want to remind everybody we are in a recession proof business. It will hail no matter what, whether the economy is up or down, the insurance companies are covering this stuff. They will. That's why people have homeowners insurance. Yes, we have a threat with deductibles changing. I know someone on um, yesterday's live had mentioned that they had heard through the grapevine that insurance companies are trying some new tactics to potentially, and I've verified any of this, by the way, to potentially reduce the time window that you can file a claim. So we do have things that will impact us. However, there are, um, there are, that's not going to change how this how we do things to a, to a great extent, okay? Because majority of the claim is being paid for by the insurance company. So we're in a good spot. All right. Uh, Ral says, during this time, I knock a little at installs and by appointments. Absolutely. I think that's okay. Again, go by your state. In Colorado, I wouldn't recommend it. If you're in an area that doesn't have those restrictions, just abide by them, be safe, leave a little extra space at the door. I would avoid shaking hands and just being smart for, for the for the reason of being smart and safe. And secondly, to make people feel comfortable because you know, um, folks have a, a higher 
people are aware is all I'm getting at, and you just don't want to make them uncomfortable. Um, but but yes, and and one thing, uh, Kevin Kevin mentioned, you know, with the direct mails leaving at the property. If you are doing installs right now and you're alerting the neighbors of the install, absolutely leave a letter on the door. Okay, I have those in the pack. It's a notice to let folks know. I've done a video on it um, before. It was one of uh, I've done a couple videos on using those to work the area around of install and my technique of knocking, providing value, letting them know that you're there to, to just let them know, Hey, we're doing Peggy's roof just down there. Wanted to introduce myself and give you my info in case any debris comes in your yard, please call me. Let me know. We respect the neighborhood turn to walk away. Hey, you know what? While I'm here, I, I might as well ask, how's the insurance process been for you? Boom. Start that conversation. And then you can can shift your focus and say, you know what? If you if you don't have any objection, I can hop on your roof for a complimentary inspection. My ladder's right there. Do you have any objection if I hop on for a quick inspection? And then boom, you can get in the inspection uh, right there. But again, keeping that distance. So um, Kevin, that is a time that you can knock doors, keep a distance, you know, leave the letter. That way there's some space. I think that's appropriate. Again, unless there's a stay at home order or some sort of uh, restriction or regulation, you have to abide by that and respect personal uh, boundaries and health boundaries at this time. Because the last thing, guys, like a lot of people here, from what I'm hearing, we're carriers without knowing it. Uh, younger, healthier people may not show symptoms. And if you show up and you you knock the door of someone who's got a respiratory issue, you'd hate to pass something around, right? So we just got to be smart. All right. Um, Travis says, as a person trying to get started in this industry, I'm nervous I'll have a slower learning curve because I can't door knock. Would you recommend I do this part-time until I can door knock? In, Mona, in Minnesota, our our boss confirmed we cannot knock doors right now per state instructions. So Travis, um, that's a great question. Uh, Marty had the same question, and I don't know if you just joined, but we did touch on that a bit. Is it a bad time? Um, you might have a little harder time right now without being able to knock doors. However, you can still, and I got this question on yesterday's live, you can still cold call. You can still use direct mail. You can still ne network. So for a new person without old uh, past clients, a pipeline in relationships to leverage, like people who have been in the industry, it may be a little slower to get started. Whereas those folks have those relationships, old leads, referrals to ask for, customers to reach out to, um, insurance agents, realtors, and builders to network with to get traction quicker or to maintain traction. So in terms of part-time or not, again, use your own discretion, use your own risk tolerance and understand what obligations you have. When I made the leap, I was a young single man with rent. I, I owned my beat up old truck outright, thankfully. So my bills were pretty minimal. I mean, my rent was expensive, but like worst case thing that happened, I would have to leave my apartment and sleep on my brother's couch or something who lived around the corner. And at that point in my life, I was okay with it. But if you have a wife and children and other substantial responsibilities, that is a risk for you um, to manage Okay, on your own. Um, and you need to make the, the judgment. For me, I, I've always been like, go all in. And when you go all in, great things can happen. But you have to balance. every. Again, everyone's got a different risk tolerance. I'm the kind of guy that likes to build the parachute on the way down. It's like, hey, that looks like a cool place to jump. Let's go do it. Right. And and other people will hit their face on the ground and they're over with. So manage it on your own. And I'm sorry, I can't give you like a black and white. Um, yes, do it or don't do it. Um, it is a fantastic opportunity. And if you can learn and kind of get your basic knowledge under your belt during this time, dude, 
hit it because then some pressure's off, keep some income coming in from your other part-time opportunity. And then as soon as kind of things, you know, start selling, start sending those letters and, and cold calling. And then that way, when the, um, when it's time to make that shift, when the floodgates open and we return back to some semblance of normalcy, you can hit the ground running and you're going to kind of bypass that learning curve. So um, I hope that helps, Travis. And if not, drop another question. Uh, Ralph said, thanks so much. Your videos are a great learning tool. Hey, thanks a lot, man. And um, super appreciate that. Super appreciate that. I am um, very very interested in providing the best value I can. Sorry, guys, I'm trying to read these comments and talk at the same time. Uh, the other two things I wanted to touch on, um, podcast is up. It's on uh, Spotify. I submitted it to iTunes, which there's a little bit of delay, and Stitcher. And I don't know if it's on Stitcher yet, if that's published, but it should be through there shortly. So what I'll be doing is all of these lives, they're going to take some time to get up, but all my my regular videos every Tuesday, they're getting transcribed, or not transcribed, the audio is being pulled out and put on the podcast. So you know, staying motivated. Uh, if you need some tips, you want to re-listen to things. I know a lot of people, which was great. I, I love getting emails. People were sending me emails of screenshots of their phone saying, hey, I'm, I'm literally like, look, I'm listening to this through my Bluetooth and my truck while I'm driving around, but I know you're burning data on, on YouTube. So I wanted to provide both options. So if you just want to listen at times, you can do that. So Travis, your feedback was very helpful. Thanks so much. Yeah, dude, my pleasure. Happy, happy to help, but don't, don't quit, like balance it and figure it out. Uh, Cause when it opens, it's going to open hard. It, I think, because again, the demand's not going to change um, in my opinion. And, and again, many places are considering the construction and essential essential trade. So might production go slower with less crew on the roof to be safe? Yeah, but it's still going to need to go at some point, right? Like even if, we, if we're in this for eight weeks, it's eight weeks. If it, it's not going to go two years where we can't install a roof, like it's going to need to happen somehow. Um, so that's, that's my thoughts at least. So Raul, in New Mexico, claim adjusters are not meeting with us at the property. They're asking that we take pictures and send them in. I've been in the business for about two years and I have a good rapport with adjusters. That is awesome. 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 Um, guys, this, this whole thing is humanizing us people. I, um, I have noticed more and more companies are going remote. They're working efficiently. They're working lean. People are just, there's this different level of authenticity and honesty that's, that's occurring in all businesses. Dental practices are doing video consultation. Doctors, which have been, you know, they've offered it, but now it's being pushed. My insurance, health insurance companies, like, hey, if you have questions, if you need a visit, like only critical care right now, and we can handle this via a, um, a um, video conference, like, there's just people are rising to the occasion and it's going to happen in the same with adjusters. And this is not a time to do anything more than your best, or excuse me, anything less than your best. <laughs> Always do more than your best. It just keeps you push harder and, and higher up. But yeah, take good pictures, help them out, ask what they need, um, provide an eagle view. It's going to help everyone. It's going to streamline claims um, and, and just be be good people. So, uh, and Kevin, that's that's a great idea. I really appreciate that. My pleasure, guys. So everybody, thank you for joining me. Um, I'm sorry for the last email I sent out with the link. My email program automatically added the link to my ebook somehow, even though I pasted the YouTube link. So I apologize for that. Normally, Alex, who handles all of our tech, does all this. And I've been doing them because I've been doing it on the fly. And sometimes I'm a moron. I'm in roofing sales, not technology. So surround yourself with people who are good at what you're not, which is what I have done and uh, what you should do as well. So thank you all for being here. Uh, be safe. 
Again, I'll be doing these lockdown lives every day, not not Saturday, Sunday. So just Monday through Friday. They're going to be at various times. I'm going to queue them up in YouTube so you can see. You know, it'll be like scheduled for live, and then I'll put the time. And I'm going to try to send uh, send those emails out as well. Um, if you want to join my email list, there's a link in the video description below. And um, just to, uh, you know, if you are interested in my battle pack, you're welcome to grab it. If anyone needs any financial assistance, I have a, a, a small discount that I'm offering uh, right now. I won't be offering it for forever, but if you do need some help, um, I'd like to do what I can to help and um, email me. I don't have any payment plans. I've had a few people um, ask for payment plans. The, my product is only $347, guys, um, and, and I'm happy to offer you a one-time discount to help out. And again, um, if you didn't get it or if you... Uh, do purchase. I'm going to send you the updated direct mail letters that um, adopt what I talked about in the last live on that no contact needed service plan, just so you have something relevant during these times. So um, thanks for being here, everybody. Appreciate all you guys for making this happen. And I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Take care and uh, see you on the next Lockdown Live. Hey, hey, thanks again for joining me for this week's episode of the Roof Strategist podcast and YouTube channel. If you are out on a roof or driving around, you'll find everything you need right there in the show notes. So click for all the links, the description, and if you have any questions, email me personally, adam at roofstrategist.com. Thanks again, and I will see you next Tuesday.